You're listening to Two Monicas in a Microphone. Real, relatable entertainment. Listen to us every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. We've all got that one friend who gives the best advice, is always late, has a story for everything, or that can internet sleuth like none other. Monica and I have many friends we share, and today we'd like to tell you all about that one friend who's a comedian. Her name is Jen Clark, and she's going to have you rolling. Make sure to stay until the end and get a behind-the-scenes listen to her hilarious stand-up act. guys were asking like who's that friend that like would talk you into like doing anything and I'm like I think I was the bad influence friend <laughs> oh that's funny you're the one friend. no I, that's I do remember that oh I do too <laughs> are you the one that also chronicled using and eating carrots when you went to the tanning bed yes so I was obsessed with tanning unfortunately because I was so pale and I do I, remember that <laughs> every week you would get up and chronicle your orange eating <laughs> And I have a question. Was that a comedy bit or was that real life for you? Unfortunately, that was real life. But my my humor is so self-deprecating typically. And I was literally trying to get to the bottom of this. Like, how do I make melanin? <laughs> do you still have the notes on that? Oh, somewhere there's probably like oh, a, gosh. a tanning it was so journal. Good. I was the secretary. So I bet I if I went those. back and could find the notes, I had to probably write all that down that you were saying. May have been why. I paid extra special attention to it. You know, I forgot that completely that I even did that until you like brought that up. (laughs) So somebody had said like, you should tell people about because your stories are so funny because I used to tell the twins the stories the chronicles of like what was going on with this stupid tanning journey and like literally I went down to the European salon or whatever which is so European and (laughs) they had like an ancient coffin type of tanning bed oh yeah they were like they're like careful we just got new bulbs like and you're really 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 pale um they're like we're worried about you like you can do three (laughs) minutes It took me more time to undress and redress and lotion up, right? Because you got to have your lotion. Right, right. And to, I would spend Oh, like, that new bulb thing. That'll get you every time. So I'm like, I go, <laughs> sorry about the stupid thing. And, but now you brought that up and I forgot. And so the, the twins, they literally were pissing their pants when I was telling these stories. Because and the twins were so tan all the time. They were tan all the time. And they knew how jealous I was of their deep, dark, tropical <laughs> tans. It's so they especially really enjoyed this. So they go, you have to start writing these down. And I, and then people were like, that was great. You got to do that again. And I was like, oh, you guys are not helping. You're only encouraging me. <laughs> we were. And, we were enjoying yeah. it. It was our entertainment. It was before TikTok. And, and- I, yeah, I mean, can you imagine yourself, Jen, if that stuff had been around at the time? Because like, I would definitely chronicle that. But instead, you get to be. of the fair, freckled Jen. Feral. Right. So I'm Irish and Italian. Okay. So I'm a fiery beast. And <laughs> and basically, like it's I've still got the olive undertone. So I don't really tan. I don't really burn. 
I always just reflect the sun back on itself because where does it where does it go? It doesn't bring me any color. And then lately, I finally and late in life, it's probably all age spots forming as one. But yeah, I've gotten some color now. We did invite you on because we've known you for a long time and yes. because you are hilarious. And we would like to really just shoot you twenty questions here and get to know all about that part of your life, if you don't mind. Everyone, uh, this is the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, uh, the real one. That's what I think of when I think of Jen. And please don't confuse that with Agatha Christie's amazing Miss Marple, which I did several times as I tried to Google a show that I love. And I kept calling it the amazing Miss Marple. Lives under a rock. I do. I live under a rock. <laughs> Mind you, something I love. Can't even remember the name of it. So Monica, you invited Jen onto the show. And was that not just what you were thinking every time you thought about her getting up and doing her improv and stand-up is the marvelous Miss Maisel. Well, the connection didn't strike me at the time, but now that you said it, I totally see Jen as Mrs. Maisel. The connection really for me is that Jen's been doing improv and some stand-up in the Detroit area, and my brother used to do the same thing, and he's in the Detroit area. So every time I see Jen post something about doing a show, I flash back 10 years to when my brother was doing it. And so like that to me is a really positive connection because I love my brother and I love Jen, and it's really funny, and Jen's funny. So even though I haven't gotten to see her do a show, I just know that it's going to be funny. And I really want to know, Jen, how you got into it, because I know you did a lot of theater in college. And again, even though I love theater and musical theater, I never saw a single show. Ooh, oh, ouch. Okay. I know. I, I did. You know, boo. I did. I, I get friend points. Did you see Jen in the show or did you see the one that was produced and it had other actors in it? I went to two shows the whole time and Jen was in one and I'm pretty sure it's the Fine. Macbeth one because there were about a hundred of our sisters in it. So Jen, tell us how after doing Macbeth, you got into comedy. That That's the connection we're trying to make here. <laughs> After college, how long mm -hmm. did it take you to like re-enter the world of improv, comedy, theater? I'm just going to lump them all together because I don't sure, know yeah. what your thought process is. So basically, I I hadn't been doing anything at all creative. I used to, at one point, I danced ballet. I was on toe. Or... When was this? Oh, yeah. it, I think it went from like second grade to maybe all, almost all the way through high school or maybe through high school. Really? But, yeah. I was like a ballet wow. dancer for a while. And then I, I played violin for eight years. Oh, my God. Oh my goodness. I'm just very performing arts type of person, I guess. And, but I had put all of that down and I kind of like, once I got settled with my husband, Devlin, and we started having kids and stuff, I just kind of didn't have that creative outlet anymore. And That's easy to do. I had always been like at parties and stuff and just entertaining people, just like chit-chatting with people and people would be like, oh my God, that was so funny. You should go to stand up. And I'd, I'd go, ha ha ha. And then I'd be like, you know, I'll talk to you later. And I never, ever did anything, never pulled the trigger wish I would have gone to New York I probably could have but I just didn't and, and so I I remember going to our sister our sorority sister's benefit mm -hmm. and at the comedy place in Livonia which is Joey's which is no longer there but they had I believe yeah I was there I just so happened to be in there. town oh that's right and that was great it was so good to see you guys I remember I was sitting next to Christy and um and she 
kept rolling her eyes during these comics. She did not like these comics. And to be honest, I didn't really care for them. They weren't the best. No, they were just okay. So with each comic, she's like elbowing me and kind of leaning over to me and and looking at me, looking at me and look like, look at my eyes, look at my eyes. And then she's like, are you kidding me? We just sat through three ridiculously lame comics. She goes, you could go up there right now and kick all their ass. Wow. (laughs) That's quite a compliment honestly wow she just and then she said afterwards she said you know i don't know why you haven't done it yet why haven't you done a stand-up so in 2015 i started to take stand-up classes over at joey's from a comic who still is working and is a great comic his name is bill bouchard and he travels mainly around tri-state area so generally speaking so he's like michigan all over michigan and ohio and indiana but he's so whip smart and so funny so I walk in there and luckily I brought some jokes that I had already written in a notebook and I, I had come in and it was already the second class mm-hmm. in series of six and he and we were just there in an empty comedy place and the mic was hot and he was like okay now you go up next and you go up next and you go up next and I was like y'all are lucky that I brought any brought any material like I thought there would be like a, a course syllabus or right this is how you this is how you write a joke 101 yeah, sink or swim I guess yeah it wasn't a writing course it was more of a performance course okay. and it was more of a hey that's not a good instinct or or stay away from that topic or well one thing that bill taught me early on he was like you never ask the audience how they're doing tonight everybody does that and everybody goes oh, we're okay you know and it just turns people's brains off so oh. he said the first thing you do is you jump right in with a pop fast joke and you get to the funny as quickly as you can and that, I saw you did that on your one clip you sent us you went right hey. in you were very good with that very good oh, thank you I was and impressed <laughs> so when I did that that was actually my first time that was my probably my best time wow oh that's so fun that was my first time and I packed the crowd so I told everybody I was like look y'all have been telling me for so so long to do this yes you better show up to my show absolutely Christy was there with bells on I told her I said I followed your advice and I said "Um, I'm doing this can you can you come to my show and she was like Yes. And I will be in <laughs> it was amazing. So yeah, it just I remember like yeah, panicking and I was like at to the point where all my nervous energy, I was just karate chopping the air and, and just roundhousing the air and stuff. <laughs> Bill Bill just like he goes, Jen and you know, holds me with the shoulders, like he kind of like holds me really tight and he goes stop it freaking out he's like (laughs) your material is amazing he's like one thing I'm going to tell you right now he's like you're going to get out there and he's like and you're going to need to shut the up and listen and wait for those laughs don't talk over the laughs and he's like and you're great and it's gonna be great so calm down and then yeah I went out there I was a little over my time but I I did a great job I mean and people were like that's fantastic you really did your delivery was good you're so natural I'm definitely going to play a clip from that Um, what do you think in your pick I think we should just do you coming in you had a zinger from the beginning and I was like oh she's good I'm excited to see it I didn't have a chance to take a look well and and at that point I think I was I want to say like the seventh out of nine comics of the night so that made it even worse because waiting yes you were seven out of nine oh my goodness I would be sweating 
I don't see it. I didn't notice any pit stains, just so you know. Thank you. Thank you for looking. <laughs> and if she had, she wouldn't have pointed it out and made you. Absolutely not. Well, and I threw that zinger in at the very last minute because I just, I wasn't personally super like happy with a couple of the comics and their material. <laughs> Okay, um, y'all, we're going to go ahead and play Jen's first time, her first time, how special that you actually have it recorded, her first time stepping on stage as a stand-up comic with her own written, you wrote this, right, yourself? Yeah, I wrote 100% yeah. of mine. Yeah, but this first little thing that makes me laugh is off the cuff, correct? Yeah, the first little bit, yeah. Okay. It makes me squirm a little bit that we're playing okay. this. Oh, it's going to be good. All right, you guys, give a nice warm welcome to the lovely and talented Mr. Jen Clark. And that crazy laugh was my husband. That's awesome. <laughs> I will get a real channel at some point, I'm sure. <laughs> you should. You just need to do it. Yeah, just like you just needed to get up there. You just yeah. need to you learn as you go. a real channel. Take it from Monica yes. and I. That's right. We are late in life pursuit people, except I think we're all still spring chickens, but whatever. I used that phrase when I was talking to you and you were like, oh, I was that down. Super not on board with it. I'm not either. And then I what, a spring chicken? No, late in life pursuits. I'm like, excuse me, I'm not a half century old yet, but thanks. <laughs> So in another 10 years, it'll be a late in life pursuit, Monica. No, no, 10 years, 15 years, maybe, I don't know. I don't like to to think about age or that we're late in life, right? I think, Jen, Mm. correct me, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think what I interpret this phrase to mean is that you said you made some other choices right out of college Mm -hmm. that looking back, maybe you would do them differently or maybe you wouldn't. Mm-hmm. But those other choices would have been more aligned with the stand-up improv theater world. Yes. It would have yes. been actually more scripted theater. I would have okay. gone. Yeah. Sure. So that's what I take this to mean. It's not really a late in life pursuit. It's just you chose a different path after college and now you're like coming Aww. back around to it. Monica, she just put on her rose colored glasses. I mean, come on. It's very sweet of you. You're a sweetheart. You just because are. you're so cynical about how old I know. I am cynical. You are. I mean, come on. Yes. Who wants to get old? Nobody. <laughs> I don't want to get old. Oh my god. Okay. So this is off topic. This was funny last night. I went to my friend's 40th birthday party. She threw a beautiful party. We went salsa dancing after, and I decided we were going to take some of the photo props to the the club, right? And they've got this the oval ring mon that you have. Yeah. And you. So I wanted to take a selfie with Paul, and so we're, I'm waiting and waiting, and there there's two girls and a guy taking pictures picture after picture you only take three and then when people are waiting you're supposed to move along right like a decent human being yes and they just keep going and they're using the props and I'm excited that you know my 40 year old friend's party has taken over this club and then one of them holds up the 40 sign and like makes a face of disgust and like throws it oh my I was just like, you obviously don't realize that there are 40 year olds here still. (laughs) And you also don't understand how time works and that you will soon be 40 as well. Your life does not end people. It doesn't end. I think we (laughs) thought like 40 was where the sidewalk ends. I know I I did. did. Yeah, but it's not. 
life goes on. It's almost where life begins in some ways. And we don't just say that as we want to feel better about ourselves. I really feel like the self-confidence that comes in after you accept that you're not an old crypt keeper. (laughs) (laughs) Then you're like, no, let me walk. I can. There's so much. What is wrong with me? So, so that's, that's to the late in life pursuits that I, uh, that I totally rejected, but you know, with the rose colored glasses there, Monica, it just sounds so much better for sure. Jen, were you funny as a kid? Yeah, I was. I was always trying to crack jokes. And actually, my youngest, Keelan, she is now my joke cracker. She's my mini me anyway. But she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm going to decide to like memorize a thousand knock knock jokes. Oh, so yes. The knock knock yeah. jokes. Oh, yeah. Her And oh. she's got her like, you know, golden set that she goes to, you know, with every person. Everybody gets like the core. Mm-hmm. Ones, always gets a good laugh out of first and then she goes for the second string and then the third string so yeah it's funny so yeah my 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 parents always encourage that too my parents my dad has such a an amazing well both my parents are really funny in their own ways actually but my dad is like just really dry-witted and super sarcastic we would just riff and stuff early on i was always like my dad is so funny i want (laughs) to be like my dad that's adorable does your husband think you're funny? Yes. I think you're I think your spouses should be your number one fan. Agreed. Like, Devlin, yeah, Devlin's my number one fan. He he loves to sit up front in like any show I've ever been in. He's super, super supportive. You know, like so many rehearsals and we've done like all night charity benefits. Hey Jen, I just want to go back to something that you said. So you said your daughter is funny and she's Mm -hmm. memorizing knock-knock jokes and your dad was funny. I have a personal Mm -hmm. belief that funny runs in families. I look at a family like the Wayans. Mm, Oh, for sure. I just want to be part of their family because they're all so funny. I would be (laughs) the not funny one, but I would be okay because they're so funny. So I think it's genetic in in a way. And it's one of those things that you learn from the people around you. And so you learned from your dad, your daughter's learning from you and it gets passed down. I wonder if there's, yeah, that unfunny Wayans brother that we don't know. I'm Andrew. I'm I'm the accountant. Um, <laughs> He's probably a funny accountant. He's just the yeah. least funny. Yeah, true. <laughs> funny than my pinky toe, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that. I didn't. Th- I've never thought no. of it. Yeah, it, I'm sure it's in part genetic, and it's your environment. It's just mm-hmm. like people who are positive, right? Yeah. People who are positive tended to grow up in a positive family. You could say the same thing about people who are good with money. Maybe they grew up in a family that was good with money, and they learned good habits. But I think funny is the way to go. It's a really good talent to have. The other day we were pretending that I said, what, what are you walking through? Because Keelan was doing some weird silly walk across the kitchen. Mm-hmm. You look like you are walking through marshmallow fluff. And she giggled so hard. And yeah, that's what we're doing. So, And that's what... <laughs> That's what improv is. So, and then it's yes and. So you say yes to all of the suggestions mm-hmm. and then you add. Okay. And so that's the rule. <laughs> it's literally the rule of, of improv. And, and that's why I really like improv. Don't you have to remember all the things that came before? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I'm like, oh God, that's a lot to remember. You're walking through marshmallow fluff. The sky is purple. You just ate an egg salad sandwich. And right now what? Uh, but it's fun. It's a blast. And the people are great. Um, I ended up getting into 
this really large troop of nine uh, individuals called, and we called ourselves Cougar Den, uh, <laughs> mainly because all of the women were around my age and the boys were like in their 20s. We did a comedy tournament. In... A comedy tournament? What is that? You've got to tell me about that. Are there brackets? I mean, how's yeah. this work? I want to hear about it. Never heard of it. Yep. There's actually two tournaments. The first one was Itty Bits, which was a short form. There's two main forms in prof. <laughs> so there's a short form and there's a long form. So your short form would be more like a style of whose line is it anyway? Whereas okay. like scenes from a hat, which people really like. Mm-hmm. And then you have your you have your long form where the scenes are more drawn out, but you get to follow characters more closely and you get to watch how like the scene develops a little bit more. And then you have like somewhat written or partially written or totally written comedic shorts that we call sketches. Now you currently do a sketch show. It is a video podcast and it's animated. What is that like? How often do you get together and how did you come across that? So the Nerdy Photographer podcast is a podcast that belongs to a friend of mine, Casey Fatchett. He's like, I'm going to write everything. Don't worry. He's like, but yeah, you can have creative input and stuff. And then he said, will you (laughs) voice this robot? And I I just laughed because I was thinking I'm going to do the the work robot voice you've ever possibly heard and he and he said no that's what I want (laughs) well everyone I think that we're gonna get a little bit of a clip here Jen you've already been typecast (laughs) yeah as the nerdy unable to be a robot that's your typecast Uh, Monica would you like to hear Jen being a nerdy robot Uh, of course they are firing captain Oh my God. I need, I I need to watch this whole thing. It looks amazing. There's so much to it. You You also play this book, woman, right? Yes. Tell us about her. So she is the Crimson Cutlass. Cutlass really is how, yeah. So the Crimson Cutlass basically owned the robot. So when she programmed (laughs) the robot, she programmed her with her voice. Oh my gosh. Can we play a little bit of the Cutlass here? Absolutely. Yeah. Crimson catch, catch a crimson, crimson catcher, catch a crimless, the cutlash. And that's you, Jen? Yes. I would like everyone to know I randomly and had no idea what was going to play. That was good stuff, Jen. Monica, do you want to describe what we're looking at? (laughs) I do want to describe what we're looking at. So friends, you can find this clip in the show notes. It's this awesome animated short and you've got this crazy outer space scene. They look like they're floating in the nebula. And this robot, she's got a funky voice. You should definitely check it out. The animation looks awesome. I love the way the characters are drawn. They're so unique. I mean, this dude's wearing a striped shirt he's got a big belly and he's got a wheel at the bottom yeah. he's yeah. he looks like he's half robotic and then his name is squee he's Miss my queen oh yes. fun squee. oh squee yeah and so did casey write the, the story behind it yep so he writes all the scripts i've riffed a couple things with him and okay. you know how helped him develop a couple ideas uh-huh is this the one that you riffed at the end of yeah and he didn't stop recording and captured all of it and decided to add it as an Easter egg at the end. Oh, fun. Can you explain what riffing is though? Is riffing when you go back and forth and you just organically play ideas off of each other or or what is riffing? Pretty much nailed it. I mean, that's the definition. You're, you're basically just going off the cuff and creating something funny out of that conversation.
Hey, Jen, um, I do have a very serious question for you. A lot of people complain these days about people not being able to pronounce their name or misspelling it a lot. I know that we have a sorority sister, Mariah. She goes through that a lot. I want to know from you, though, what is it like to have the same name as practically anyone else within a 25-yard radius of you? You know, the late 70s and early 80s were a crazy time. And during that time, people thought Jennifer or a girl was just happy had to be the name of their baby because I can tell you that I think at one point I had seven Jennifers in one class. Whoa. Cool. And they would just say, you know, Jenny H, Jenny F, Jenny. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, it was crazy. So yeah, it got really confusing. And it just, you know, later on finding even more Jennifers, it just got like, I don't know, it kind of bummed me out. And I decided also that I didn't want to be called Jenny anymore. I just didn't feel like a Jenny. So I just kind of insisted people either call me Jennifer or Jen. And then later on when I was working in customer service, I was answering the phone and I would say, this is Jen. And people started saying, yes, John. Um, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so when I was doing customer service, I would always answer, this is Jennifer so that nobody possibly could have confused me with John because that happened right. multiple times. And I thought to myself, like, I know I have a deeper voice, but is it that? <laughs> it is not. But that's funny that you would ever be called the wrong name, oh, even yeah. though your name's Jen. I did not expect that. Hey everyone, it's Monica. We lost the other Monica on the audio earlier in this episode, but Jen and I were able to keep it going. So the end here isn't quite wrapped up in the pretty bow we usually like to do, but we have something even better. We're going to play Jen's very first time as a stand-up comedian. You're gonna love it. So I don't Mm. <laughs> sure you want your dinner prepared there. 
And I'm, I mean, I'm sure, you know, it wasn't her choice. I think, you know, when the milk comes down, I mean, it's like two 10-pound kettlebells that they hand you to wear as tits. So I think I lost some over here. Sir. so full, you feel like it's literally going to burst out of your body. It's like that. You know, I noticed too, you know, I'm getting older and, you know, 
hard when you're getting older as a woman, and you know, you just start noticing all the little things. And you know, I'm not talking about wrinkles or this killer goatee that's apparently coming. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, the uh, what I like to call the evolution of my stockings, if you will. <laughs> Let me explain. Uh, so when I was younger, in my 20s, you know, I decided, well, you know, my stockings are going to be thigh highs. So I'm going to wear something sexy. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but that's too much work, you know. And after you get a little bit older, you know, you graduate to the big girl pantyhose. And then, unfortunately, to the control top. <laughs> oh, I mean, let's be honest, that's a loose term, right, ladies? I mean, it should really be called control some. <laughs> because, uh, uh, guys, uh, that shit's gotta go somewhere. <laughs> and it goes right up and over. <laughs> a half-popped can of biscuit dough. <laughs> <laughs> and then so you realize, you know, like to escape from that Alcatraz. And then so you, uh, you know, so you, uh, I'm going to try and, uh, I'm going to try and see if I can get away with knee highs. Knee highs on her pants. <laughs> for letting us be part of your day, whether that's folding socks, driving to work, or getting in your cardio. We're happy to provide you with some entertainment about nothing serious, seriously. For extended show notes, please head over to our website, monicaspodcast.com. That's with the number two. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Two Monica's Podcast and find us on Pinterest at Two Monica's Podcast. If you'd like to connect with us directly, email us at Two Monica's Podcast at gmail.com. Awesome. That was fun.